2: Welcome in, footballers, to another edition of your Thursday, box score Breakdown. As always, I'm your host, David Gracie, here with my incredible co-host, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? How are
1: you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, David. How about yourself?
2: Oh, oh man, you know, I can't complain. Uh, not the best weather right now, but I guess it's January, so... You know, kind of kind of should have known that was coming. But,
1: yeah, overall, I can't complain. Yeah, I can't be sitting at home watching the games.
2: <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? We could be, you know, we could be someplace else. But we're we're warm on our couches watching some NBA hoops. A short card tonight. But some, some pretty interesting things to talk about. So, might as well just go ahead and jump right into it. First game tonight, we had the Cleveland Cavaliers going against the Detroit Pistons. The Cavs ended up pulling out the win in overtime, 115 to 112. On the Cleveland side of the ball, Sadie Osman got 40 minutes tonight for 11 points on 5 of 9 from the field, went 1 of 4 from the free throw line, contributed 4 rebounds, 2 assists, no defensive stats, and 2 turnovers. Kevin Love got a whopping 37 minutes tonight for 17 points and 6 of 14 from the field. Only made 1-3, but that 1-3 was a big one. Actually ended up sealing the deal for the Cavs, giving them a the win in OT. 4-6 from the free throw line. Nine rebounds, three assists, a steal, and three turnovers. Tristan Thompson, big man in the middle of the night with a big line. 45 minutes, good Lord. 35 points on 15 and 20 from the field, which is just blistering. 5-6 from the free throw line is also just excellent. You really can't beat this line from Tristan tonight. 14 rebounds three assists, three blocks, a steal, and two turnovers. So absolute monster line from Thompson. Um, really, really couldn't ask for more. Colin Sexton, 39 minutes, 19 points on 9 of 19 from the field. Made a three, six rebounds, two steals, two blocks. You'll definitely take those defensive stats as unexpected as those were. One assist and one turnover. So – We know Sexton really isn't going to contribute as far as the assists are concerned, but very, very valuable source of points. Um, Definitely love, as I said, anytime he can contribute for you in the defensive categories. And then Darius Garland, 41 minutes tonight at the point guard, 20 points on eight of 14 from the field. Give you two threes, two rebounds, seven assists, no defensive stats and three turnovers. So with Larry Nance being out of the lineup with Kevin Porter being out of the lineup, um, Plenty of minutes to go around for the starting five. Not a very deep team to begin with. Uh, not really a whole lot of no off the bench. Brandon Knight got 24 minutes. Alfonso McKinney got 14 minutes. And Matthew Dovadova got 15 minutes. None of those guys are, are fantasy ads um, or really, really valuable assets in, in really any kind of setting. So the, the, the contributions were pretty much contained in the starting five tonight. You can tell by the minute totals. Um, they did what they could and ended up pulling out the win. Anything else you're really seeing of no on the Cleveland side?
1: No. I think he got it. Like like he said, there's nothing off the bench. And uh, mostly just uh, the – and Tristan Thompson. Is this his career high, 35 points? It's got. I mean, it's got
2: to be. I don't know. I mean, this was an incredible game from him. He he was going absolutely crazy. And I mean, maybe they maybe they had something to prove given all the the controversy kind of surrounding their coach and his his comments regarding calling the team thugs or slugs. I'm I'm really not sure, and I don't think he is either. But either way, just 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 not a good situation right now in Cleveland. So. A couple of players look like they got something to prove. Maybe they're on their way out of there. Tristan Thompson might be one of those guys, and he's one of the the fixtures left from what is uh, what remains from the LeBron era in Cleveland. So strong line from Thompson tonight. Interesting. Uh, interesting to see what what becomes of the Cleveland Cavaliers season here.
1: Yeah, we'll see if that narrative continues. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, moving over to the, the Troy side. The center Andre Drummond leading the way with 28 points and 23 rebounds. I guess him and Tristan probably had an agreement; they just weren't playing defense or something. <laughs> 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 Tristan put it up 35. Drummond put up 28. A <laughs> <laughs> <Today>, gentleman's bet. <laughs> <laughs> so he also chipped in one assist, one steal, in a block. And we also have Bruce Brown had an all-around like, 17 points on 6 of 14 shooting. Had four rebounds, eight assists, four steals, and two blocks. Those six defensive stats is just tasty. And also from the starter, not much more to see. Tony Cinell had 11 points in 35 minutes. Five of ten shooting, just one three pointer, one rebound, three assists. Sekudumba, yeah, had eight points on three of five shooting with two three pointers, one rebound, one assist, and a block. Played only 19 minutes. Um, I guess he was in a little foul trouble. And Sli Sukaliuk, uh, help me out here if you know. (laughs) How to pronounce his name? Yeah. You're doing better than I can. <laughs> so you're good. All right. So played 29 minutes with uh, five points on two or three shooting and nothing else. Derek Rose coming off the bench, though. Played 35 minutes, had 27 points on 13 of 24. Very efficient shooting from the floor. Also chipped in with seven rebounds, five assists. Turned the ball over six uh, six times but uh we'll take that 27 points any night and not much else off the bench Tristan Wood which is pretty pretty lovable in the fantasy realm, only played 14 minutes scored four points on one of five shooting with two rebounds so um yeah, I think that's that's it on the box score front. But um, with uh, Blake being out, I think everyone was talking about Dumbuya and Trish, Christian Wood. Dumbuya had that had those two big games when he first got the starting gig, but then has tailed off from there. And Christian Wood had a good game here and there, but he just doesn't seem to. Dwayne Casey just doesn't seem to want to play in big minutes. I don't know what what the issue is there. So um, if you're counting on those guys, you, you might need to wait a little longer. Um, do you have any liens on that front? Or maybe someone else that you think might benefit from Blake Griffin being out?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, as far as the lean between uh Dumboya and, and Wood. I would definitely lean more towards Wood. Uh I know that as of late he definitely has been the the less attractive ad. Um but I just think that we know what he can do. Um and we know with Blake being out there's gonna be a big hole at that power forward sit, position and I kind of just look to Wood to eventually absorb the 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 minute share. Uh, the modicum of that minute share, because um, I think it will remain a minute share between him and Demboya, which is unfortunate to some degree. But I think Demboya does have some versatility as far as the positions that they play him at. So maybe you could see him ran on the wing uh, alongside of Wood a Will and Drummond. You never really know. The Pistons don't really have any kind of set lineup from what I can what I can make out. So. Maybe something else will materialize. But truthfully, I think that the biggest winner of the Blake Griffin absence is going to be a guy who's not even in the lineup right now. And that's Luke Kennard. I think when he comes back, he's really going to see a lot of usage. He's going to see a high amount of minutes. Um, and he's going to be one of their main offensive weapons they are going to look to him really to score, space the floor um, and stretch that stretch that defense. So definitely a guy who I would be adding um, if you have a if you have a roster spot that you can just kind of sit on a guy and wait around. Um, and if not, definitely a situation that you're going to want to keep your eye on because I'm sure in the majority of leagues, he's been dropped and is on your waiver wire. So definitely just kind of waiting to get some news on a return date from him and going to be adding him
1: up. Yeah, very good point there. Kennard was playing very well while Blake was out earlier in the season. So, yeah, that, and he's going to help run some of the offense as well. So uh, it will Give you a slight boost and assist as well. Yep.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right. Rolling into the second game tonight. One of the primetime games
0: on TNT. We had the Boston Celtics
2: visiting the Philadelphia 76ers. Celtics unable to pull out the win. Sixers winning 109 to 98. On the Boston side of things, Gordon Hayward, 35 minutes. Eight points on four of 11 from the field. Two rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, no defensive stats. Pretty quiet night from Gordon. Tatum, 35 minutes, 15 points on four of 13 from the field. Also struggled from the field. Gave you a three, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block, and four turnovers. Definitely love to see the defensive stats from Tatum. But you can see that the offense really struggled tonight. Jalen Brown. 33 minutes, 6 points on 2 of 12 from the field, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and 3 turnovers. Daniel Tice started at center, 26 minutes, 9 points on 4 of 6 from the field, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. And then Kimball Walker starting at point guard, 32 minutes, 26 points on 10 of 20 from the field, 5 3-pointers, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and 2 turnovers. So definitely the stronger line <clears throat> out of the starters there from Kimba uh, had a little scare from him at one point in time. Uh, I believe it was a, an injury to his hand, um, but I think that I'm pretty sure he returned to the game was able to close it out and looked fine. So you can breathe easy on that. Um, Cause we know Kimba can produce when he's out there. So we're glad that that doesn't look like anything too serious. Cantor got 17 minutes off the bench, eight points of four, seven from the field with 11 rebounds two assists, and a turnover. And then really strong line of the night. Marcus Smart, 30 minutes off of the bench, 24 points on 9 of 14 for the field. Also chipped in five threes on seven attempts, which is just, I mean, excellent. Gave you a rebound, an assist, three steals, and only one turnover. So Smart, we know, is a very, very uh, valuable player for the Celtics. Um, and is a very, very versatile player as far as his fantasy stat set goes. So you definitely like to see that, you know, in games where his shots fall and he can really, really produce and give you some pretty, pretty good lines. So always bringing in on the defensive end. You love to see the three-point production. It's uh, an underrated passer. You didn't really see that tonight with only one assist. But it looks like the 76ers are really bringing that defense as the entire team really, really struggled uh, from the field. So outside of that, not a whole lot to discuss. Um, as far as the Celtics go, is there any lines that
1: you see of note? I think you basically covered it. Um, Smart wasn't doing too much distribution today, but definitely shooting well. You don't get that very often, so take that any day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's move over to the Philadelphia side. Pretty balanced offense coming from Philadelphia with uh, Josh Richardson leading the way at 29 points in 33, 34 minutes on nine of 16 shooting was 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Had three rebounds, seven assists. Also, on the, we have Ben Simmons had 19 points on nine of 15 shooting had nine rebounds, three assists. Wish to see a little more assists there, but they got the win, so can't complain. Tobias Harris also chipped in with 16 points with two three-pointers, seven rebounds, three assists, and two steals. And Al Horfer had 17 points on very efficient seven of 11 shooting, Uh, two three-pointers, eight rebounds, six assists and a steal and two blocks just contribution right across the board the only other starter is mike scott was filling in for the injured Embiid. so had seven points on three of a shooting with four rebounds and one assist coming off the bench uh, matisse fivo came back from his injury but was still shaking off the rust didn't score a point took four shots none of them went in Have five rebounds, two assists, no defensive stats. And the rest of the team, it's all single digits. So, typical in typical Philadelphia fashion, the starters does most of the work as they are, they're in, they're the only four players from Philadelphia that were in double digits scoring. Um, I think one thing to note here is um, MB likely going to be out long term. They said they're going to reevaluate him in one to two weeks and that's just re-evaluation so I'm guessing he might be out close to a month and I believe we, uh, Dan talked about Al who's who hasn't played well recently being a buy low target I think that window will be closing soon as he will be asked to do more with them beat out so if you want to buy one Al Horfer strike soon otherwise he, even even with today, tonight's game I think he has reminded everybody what he can do given the given the chance so yeah you better do it soon otherwise you're going to miss the window um, anything else you see from the Philadelphia side
2: yeah, I, I definitely agree with you um, on on all your points. Definitely um, of note is the Embiid injury. Like you said, I mean, having a reevaluation date set for one, two weeks in the future is not the most encouraging. Um, you know, it's definitely not horrible. It could be worse. Um, but it's really just more predicated on the fact of Embiid's injury history and his inability to consistently stay in the lineup. So you wonder with, An injury like that, something that can be nagging, something that can affect his day-to-day production um, from a fantasy perspective. What that that means um, going forward as far as is he going to have any kind of minutes restriction? What is the actual timetable on his return? Um, Just a a whole modicum of things. And it's really unfortunate because we, we know how valuable Embiid is and we know how incredible he is when he plays. Um, so this is just really unexpected. Um, you hate to see it, but we're just going to hope for the best, hope it all pans out. And in relation to Al Horford, definitely agree with you 100% um, on all facets there. I definitely think if you're an Al Horford owner, uh, get get ready for the trade offers because they're definitely coming. Um, people know exactly, uh, to your point, why Horford was brought in there. I mean, he was brought in there for exactly this reason. I mean, and to help with – the monster that is Giannis Anetokounmpo in Milwaukee defensively but another big part of the reason why the 76ers added him in the offseason is because of the concerns regarding Embiid's health and you can't really beat being able to plug and play a starting caliber NBA center um, whenever you feel like Um, and that's the luxury that the 76ers have right now so Horford is definitely going to get all the minutes and all the run he can handle in the coming weeks Um, I definitely think that his value is going to see a pretty, pretty heavy swing, a pretty big uptick. So being a Horford owner, I definitely love to see that to your point, that buy low window, if it hasn't completely slammed shut, I mean, like you said, you better, you better get in the game or get ready to be on the sideline because this is, this is that prime time right now. So get your offers ready. Um, if you're an owner, be patient because personally I'm not going to be selling. I, I've been a fan of Horford. Uh, The reason why I drafted him is because of his ability to quietly float at a top 50 clip, which, I mean, he's more than capable of doing, especially given this new set of circumstances. I think that that is only going to, like I said, swing higher. So definitely a situation to monitor. Definitely glad that I uh, have Horford where I do.
1: Yeah, definitely one of the consistently underrated players. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely,
2: I agree. Well, on that note, in relation to something that's consistently underrated, let's talk about sports betting. Sports betting. You know, some people. I think a lot of people. You know, they they think, oh, you know, I, I don't know too much about betting. Um, you know, I'm I'm not big into into putting a bunch of money down. Oh, you know, I don't want to have to go through some kind of shady process. I don't really know much about it. It sounds sketchy. Like, oh, well. Look, I'm here to let you guys know, 2020, it's a whole new world of sports betting, and my bookie is leading the charge. Christmas is coming up, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. It's right around the corner. We know what teams are capable of, and now it's time to get your bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? I don't know, but I bet you have a feeling. Who do you think is going to win it all? Only you know. And only you have the opportunity to get yourself some money. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Period. Football not your thing? Don't even worry about it. MyBookie's got it all. From the NBA to the NFL to the Premier League, everything. Whatever you want. They've got it. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can't beat that. 24-7 customer service. What more could you ask for? You can even pool your bets together for a bigger payout. So let's say, you know, you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay your early wagers lets you bet multiple games together as if they come through. You win big. You
0: win all that money multiple bets coming through all at once, multiple cash streams hitting your accounts all simultaneously, you win.
2: My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to thousand dollars. a grand, a thousand dollars people. That means if you deposit two grand, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Free money, people. You heard me. All you have to do is use our promo code BOXSCORE to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is BOXSCORE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. MyBookie. Bet. Win. Get paid. All right, heading into the second half of our short card tonight, we saw the Portland Trail Blazers visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Trail Blazers, falling 102-116. to On the Portland side of the ball, Kent Bazemore got 29 minutes for only two points, did not make a single shot. His two points came on two of four from the free throw line, had three rebounds, two steals, and three turnovers. Carmelo Anthony, 23 minutes, 8 points on 3 of 10 from the field, no 3-pointers, 2 rebounds, no assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. Hassan Wideside, 27 minutes, but that was plenty. 15 points on 6 of 12 from the field, gave you a 3, take that any day. 14 rebounds, 2 blocks, no steals, and 3 turnovers. Uh, Whiteside has, I mean, been just a wrecking ball down low. He's, he's really been killing it. The fact that he slid so significantly in drafts. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it was to be expected. I mean, given his, his struggles in Miami. So he's, he's really, uh, he's really rebuilt his, his fantasy value this season in Portland. CJ McCollum, 24 minutes, 15 points on six of 12 from the field, chipped in three, three pointers, two rebounds, a turnover and a block. And then Dane, 29 minutes, 20 points on 6 of 17 from the field, gave you three three pointers, four rebounds, eight assists, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. Off of the bench, we saw Gary Trent Jr. getting 24 minutes for 13 points on 4 of 9 from the field, two rebounds and assists, three steals, no blocks, and no turnovers. We also saw Anthony Simons getting 19 minutes for seven points on 3 of 7 from the field, one rebound one steal, and one turnover. Outside of that, the only other guys really getting minutes, minutes worth mentioning would be Anthony Tolliver at 21 and Jalen Horde at 16. Neither one of those guys is going to be an ad in any league setting. Um, and then in relation to Trent Jr. and Simons getting the minutes that they did, I'm sure that's in relation to the fact that the Blazers really don't have a whole lot of uh, production on the wing with the loss of Rodney Hood. Uh, that that really really killed them. That's why they went out and had to do what they did regarding Mello. Um They're leaning on Melo to the best of their abilities, but on nights like tonight when he really struggles three of ten from the field, and you also got Baysmore out there going zero of eight. They're going to have to roll a little bit deeper into their bench. So that's why you saw the minutes from Simons and Gary Trent Jr., who I don't think again are really going to be uh, are really going to be uh, priority ads in any kind of setting. So the the fantasy value here, as I said, is going to be constricted once again to the starting lineup. Um, Hassan Whiteside really has been killing it as of late. I think he, in some settings, uh, in 9-cat settings, I believe he's ranked somewhere inside of the top 10. So definitely a, a strong sell high right now. Um, you know what he benefits your team in at this point. Um, you're definitely not going to be able to make up that production as far as his block totals if you are to sell high. But maybe in a sell high situation, be careful what you're looking for and just know what it's going to do to your team in relation to your team's composition, its makeup, its strengths, and its weaknesses. But, I mean, Whiteside we know is not going to be a top 10 guy rest of season. So if you're able to flip him to another team for a guy who's going to be a lock for the top 20, for the top 15, I mean, you take that and you run with it and you thank that owner at the end of the season when you get a championship. So really, as I said, the value for this roster is going to be contained in the starting five. Whiteside side is a strong sell high. Um, and the bench guys aren't really going to be speculative ads. Uh, any thoughts about the Portland Blazers from you,
1: Chris? I think you hit the nail on the head there with, um, white side being a sell high target. Yeah. So, um, he's playing, he's back to the old Hassan white side and, um, completely fixed his free throw. That's why his ranking just shot all the all the way up the charts. Um once again proving that these um some of these players with free throw issues, it's all just in their head. I, I truly believe that last year in Miami he just wasn't happy and he wasn't he just didn't care. That's why it went down the toilet. And this year now now that he's playing for a team that he, he cares for, then it's all back. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can flip him, take it and run with it. Now, on to the Minnesota side. There were rumblings about Cat coming, possibly playing tonight, but no. And um, my inkling is they're just keeping everyone hanging. I don't think Cat's going to be back. I, I, I highly doubt he's going to be back the next game. So without Cat, we have uh, Andrew Wiggins leading the way with 23 points on nine of 15 shooting. Gave you two three pointers, three rebounds, and eight assists. You don't see that every night, but you take it. Uh, filling in for Cat, Gorgie Jen had another double double. He's just been he's just been lights out. Filling in for Cat. And um, you just keep choosing that orange. He had 12 points and 10 rebounds. Also chipped in with two three-pointers, two steals, and a block. And all of that is done in just 17 minutes. As the game was a blowout, they really didn't need to play their starters much. Robert Covington had a great game and a pretty signature Rocco game. At 15 points, with two three-pointers, four rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. We love to see those money counters. And um, yeah, he's, he's been doing fine and hovering around the 40 and 50 range in player rankings. So keep riding him. At the guard position, Shabazz Napier continued to get the start, but to the, tonight only got 20 minutes. So had nine points, two rebounds, four assists, gave you one three-pointer. Jared Culver, the the rookie, had 12 points on six of 13 shooting, gave you six rebounds, one assist, and chipped in with two blocks. That's it for the starters. Coming off the bench, we have Joshua Koki, who fouled out in 25 minutes but did give you eight points on and making every shot he took from the floor. With two three-pointers and two for two from the line. They also added three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and two blocks. So another two, two, two from, with the money counter from Okogie. And Jeff Teague played 24 minutes, had 12 points, on four of eight shooting, had a, had a three-pointer, had three rebounds and contributed six assists and also chipped in with a block. KDAC bates Job had 11 points on five of nine shooting with a three-pointer, eight rebounds, one assist, one steal and one block. I think that's all the notables from the Minnesota side Knox Reed also played 16 minutes but had nothing to show for it. It was 0 for 5 from the floor. But Minnesota just w- was shooting the lights out. They had close to they they were shooting close to 50% as a team whereas Portland was shooting 36% from the field as a team. So yeah, this this game was a blowout. Um anything you see from Minnesota?
2: No, uh, I think you. I think you covered it all. Um, interesting to uh, to really see how Wiggins has kind of taken a step forward this season uh, with Cat around and without. Uh, definitely, you kind of see his playmaking has kind of stepped up to another level, especially in the absence of Cat, <clears throat> kind of getting all that usage, uh, kind of soaking it up. Um, Wiggins has really, really stepped up his game this season, and I'm interested to see what ends up happening with with Rocco here because we're starting to hear more and more rumors that he might become available in a trade and there's a lot of teams very interested in him. Uh, I think he also might be a pretty strong sell high right now. In um, nine cat, I believe he's ranked inside of the top 25 and Robert Covington, I mean, is an excellent fantasy player, but we know pretty firmly that he's not a top 25 fantasy player. Um, it's very, very dependent on his stat set his ability to bring in those defensive stats, as you saw tonight, he's good for a 2, two, two. He's good for two threes, two steals, and two blocks. You'll take that from any kind of player um, on a consistent basis in fantasy because that's, that's, um, that's the kind of production that can really help boost your team to another level. So interested to see if he does get moved or not. Also interested to see what happens when Towns does return to the lineup because, I mean, for example, tonight, Cummington only got 24 minutes. So I'm wondering what those minutes look like, what the usage looks like when we have another, I mean, NBA all-star inserted into the lineup. So definitely a situation to monitor. As I said, uh, I wouldn't be overly, overly eager, you know, overzealous to get rid of Robert Covington. I have him on rosters and I'm not in any kind of hurry to to move him, but definitely for the right offer and for the right player, um, both positionally and ranking wise, I think that, it would definitely be worth uh, worth the time to um, to kind of see out a, a Covington trade here. Um, any thoughts as far as Covington's value
1: um, when Towns returns? Yeah, I think you you got it there. Like, I mean, Towns Towns is definitely gonna suck up quite a bit of usage. So, like, all all across the board, everybody's shot attempts gonna go down and. Um, but he he he's still good for those um, he's good still good for those defensive stats, but that usage and those scoring is uh, don't expect them to be as high as they are right now. But it's uh, like you said, it depends on the team build, and not um, I'm definitely not in a hurry to get rid of him. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't also wouldn't shy away from it if the right offer come along.
2: Yep. Yeah, I agree. All right. Heading into our last game of the evening tonight, we saw the Houston Rockets and Russell Westbrook get absolutely spanked in his return to Oklahoma City. So we'll start on their side of the ball here. The Rockets losing 92-113. to Daniel House at the small forward position got 28 minutes, only scoring three points on one of three from the field, contributed two rebounds. No defensive stats and a turnover. Uh, if you were still holding on the house, I think uh, this is this is the perfect time. Um, drop him. I mean, don't drop him if there's nobody better available because he's getting the minutes. And maybe on a night where he takes more than three field goal attempts and can make more than one of them, um, he's going to produce for you in some kind of some kind of way. But He has been as inconsistent as they come. Um, Ever since that injury, he just hasn't been the same player. Uh, And he's essentially in a minute share right now with Macklemore, which I I really don't enjoy. So definitely a situation to avoid, um, which is unfortunate. P.J. Tucker, 32 minutes, three points on one of five from the field. And those three points came from his one three-pointer that he made. Gave you six rebounds, two assists. No defensive stats and three turnovers. Clint Capella, eight points to nine on three of eight from the field. 11 rebounds and an assist with a block and no turnovers. James Tardin, 26 minutes, 17 points on five of 17 from the field. Really struggled. Two and nine from the three-point line. Three rebounds, three assists, and a block. And then Russell Westbrook, 33 minutes. 34 points on 14 to 26 from the field, gave you a three, gave you two rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, and seven turnovers. So while the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage tonight, five or to six on the free throw line, didn't kill you, the turnovers definitely did. I mean, seven is just, I mean, we've come to expect this with Russ. 25 minutes for Mecklemore off the bench for eight points on three or seven from the field. Four rebounds and assists, no defensive stats and a turnover. Austin Rivers, 26 minutes, no points, no um, <clears throat> no blocks, three steals, two assists and a rebound. Went down uh, late in the game with what look like a pretty scary fall. Um, left the game immediately. Was walked back to the locker room. Hopefully he's okay, but looked pretty shaken up there. Um, and then in relation to the blowout. Chris Clemens got 11 minutes and 14 points in those 11 minutes on five and nine from the field with three rebounds, a block, and one turnover. Um, again, not a whole lot of value there. Not a guy who's an ad, but this is in relation to the blowout. As I said, with multiple lines tonight, pretty much all the value here on this roster was contained in the starting lineup. Clint Capella kind of came back to reality tonight, but he had really been rolling as of late. That's another guy who, You might be able to view as a Uh, sell-high. Harden really struggled from the field tonight. As I said, only five makes on 17 attempts. That will, of course, normalize. Um, And then Russell Westbrook continues to get all the shot volume he can handle. But, like I said, really tanking you um, when it comes to percentages and turnovers. So, any thoughts in regards to uh, the Houston Rockets tonight?
1: I think he pretty much covered it. Um Russell Westbrook, too bad for him. Like he tried everything he could. 34 points. He can't blame him, but his teammates just didn't come through, so they went home with the loss. On the on the Daniel House front, I agree. I, I believe he's a drop. He just doesn't look he doesn't look confident out there. So and um I think while he was injured earlier that's when um when the um the team started really um they really started to blend and now that you see Russell getting more comfortable he's taking back all those usage and there's just nothing left for the other wings on the team so that's probably why you see Daniel House's um usage drop down to he only took 3 shots tonight and plus like you mentioned, he's in a, basically in a mini-share with Ben Michael Moore now. So, yeah, I think it's, it's safe to say goodbye to Daniel House, and you're, I don't think you're going to regret it. Now on to the winning team, the Oklahoma City side. So we had a, Chris Paul had 18 points on 7 of 14 shooting with three three-pointers six rebounds, five assists, and four steals. It doesn't look like much, but he was out there dazzling with his handles and he was giving the audience a show out there. And leading OKC in scoring is Danilo Gallinari, who was, I remember his status changing all throughout the day, game time decision, but I'm glad he played. He scored 23 points on efficient 7 of 11 shooting with 3 of 6 from behind behind the yard and also grabbed 11 rebounds and had chipped in with 4 assists and a steal. The man in the middle, Stephen Adams, had 15 points on 6 of 8 shooting, had 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Shake Gilders, Alexander, had 20 points on 8 of 15 shooting, gave you one three-pointer, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Terrence Ferguson, he's doing his work on the defensive end, had two blocks, but on the scoring side, it's just the two three-pointers that he hit to get him, get him his six points. Coming off the bench, Dennis Shorter led off bench with uh, 16 points on 7-11 shooting. At two three-pointers, five rebounds, one assist. The rest of the Houston bench didn't do much. Hamadou Diallo had five points on two of seven shooting, gave you five rebounds. And Mike Muscala is the only other player that played more than 20 minutes. And he gave us four points on one of three shooting, and eight rebounds, one assist the rest of the team i don't think we have anything significant anything interesting that you see here david
2: no i think uh i think you pretty much covered it it's the the thunder really i mean i think have kind of been a surprise of the season so far as far as where they kind of lie in the playoff race um we know the guys who are valuable on this roster, and really the only situation that I think uh, just kind of remains to be seen is what's going to end up happening with Steven Adams if he ends up getting moved. Of course, Northern Noel is going to be inserted into the starting lineup and is absolutely going to go crazy. Um, and if not, Noel still may have some some silly season value if the Thunder find themselves out of the playoff race uh, because they definitely have a lot of young talent on their team. So. You could see some incentive to really push that uh, in the season if they know they're not going to be firmly in the playoff race. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, I, I agree with everything that you said. Uh, and another point, I guess, too, would be, I mean, Chris Paul. I mean, he, I mean, he's he's really just been killing it. Like, I mean, absolutely clutch in the game tonight. I mean, it wasn't really competitive, but for a brief stretch there, when we thought. Maybe Houston will give them, you know, a run for their money. Chris Paul made sure that that money ran out. Um, he has he's really, really been asserting himself looking like a really, really strong fantasy player. And we know inevitably at some point in time, probably right before we need him in the fantasy playoffs, there's going to be an injury. So we love what Chris Paul is doing. You love what CP does when he's healthy. Um, so let's just hope it continues.
1: Yeah, on the um, you brought up a good point. Going um, further down in the season, they might start playing some of their young guys. So, if um, I will keep an eye on Hamadou Diallo. The, the kid mm-hmm. plays pretty well and had a good stretch earlier in the season, where I I was hoping that they would just um. Let him start over Ferguson because I I really don't see why not now and then right when he was about to take off he got injured and now he's just slowly coming back but I think if if OKC like if some of these trades they are able to make them like you said if Adams gets moved Noel's gonna just take off like we we all know he would given the minutes and. We'll see if Diallo um, can actually push into that starting lineup. He's very versatile. He's not—he's he, not gonna score you a whole bunch of points, but he—he he will con- give you contribution right across the board. So definitely keep an eye out on him. Yeah, I think—I uh, think that's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, Chris. We'll tell the people where they can find you. What's, what do you got going on this week? Anything coming out for HoopBall?
1: No, I'm not doing too much on the writing side. So, yeah, but uh, the, uh, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. You can find me at c on Twitter. And send those questions over. I'll be happy to answer them for you. How about you, David? Where can they find you? The people can find me on
2: Twitter at uh, dfb underscore three hit me up with all your fantasy questions and conundrums here to help and up late so don't be afraid slide in my dms get at me chris thank you as always for tag teaming in another box score with me this thursday and thank you to all of our hoop ball listeners out there thank you so much to everyone We'll see you guys next week. Have a great night, everybody.
1: Great night. See ya.